Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. You're listening to Morning Tide, the official morning show podcast of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. And of course, comes the opportunity. Here's Tim Heat. Shoot, Tim Scar! Tim Heat on the right point, blasts it, and he's got a cannon. Go, Heat, go. Sharks three, and the Oilers, no score. That was deflected in front, but the key to it was a hard bomb by Tim Heat from the right point. Kasha just lost the puck to Couture. He's got some man moving down in Kane. Couture skating into Kane. Score! Evander Kane tips that pass by Logan Couture. Pass Gibson. That's a shorthanded goal for Evander Kane. And the Sharks lead 4-2. to Here's LeBanc shooting save. Rebound off the post for Logan Couture. Captain LeBanc sends back to the point. Eric Carlson backskates, moves to his left. Looks to his right. Gives to LeBanc behind the back pass. Carlson, score! Bing, bang, boom. Eric Carlson wasted no time in unleashing a rocket of a one-timer. And the Sharks score on the power play. Take the lead back 3-2. Well, it's nice, but uh, we, we want it to be from the start of the season above 500 at this point. So uh, take the positives that we dug ourselves out of the hole, but um, realize that there's still, still a lot of work to be done for us to, to play uh, or to get to where we want to be. We're obviously in a better spot now than we were. Uh, you know, six to ten games ago, and uh, you know we still got a long way to go. But I think that you know we're finding ways to win games now. I don't think that you know we played well in Anaheim. I don't think we played particularly well today either for long stretches. But we found ways, and uh, you know that's what it is. And I think that we you know we have a belief in here now that we can win every game, and, and you know we got to try and keep that. And then uh, you know we're gonna try and work on you know nights when we don't feel like we have it, uh, you know, our best to try and clean it up a little bit and, you know, make it a little bit easier on ourselves. But, uh, you know, we're going to take these two points and, you know, reevaluate on Monday. All right. Happy Monday morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Tide. I'm Ted Ramey. You're happy whenever morning it is you're happening to get to this. I am uh, not in charge of when you listen to this because it's Sharks Talk on demand, as it were. But I know that you're in a pretty good mood this morning, other than the fact that it's Monday. But the Sharks in the midst of a six-game winning streak. It's the overall rectification or correction that we were all waiting for, and it's happening in a big way. And the most pleasing part to me about it, aside from the fact that they've won six in a row, is the fact that they are winning without necessarily playing their best game. Now, that can be viewed as a way that you fall into bad habits, but when I watch the Sharks play the way they played against Detroit, on Saturday night where Martin Jones made some huge stops and Eric Carlson got a huge bomb of a goal from outside the circles. Same thing for Mark Edward Vlasic and Kevin LeBanc had a great pass to set up uh, Carlson and had a great goal on the night and had a three-point night. You're watching guys perform in the midst of overall the team not having their best night. And I'm not going to say that anybody in the game against Detroit or the game against Anaheim You know, listen, you get the win, that's good enough as far as I'm concerned. But just as a whole, the Sharks were not playing their best hockey. I don't think that's some 
great, crazy take that I'm stretching myself out on, but that's what it takes at times. And to go into the road, go into another team's building, and beat them when you're not playing your best hockey, that to me is very encouraging. Then you come back home Saturday night, you get a win against a Detroit team that's young and trying to prove themselves. And listen, I don't care if you want to say, well, they're not that good of an opponent. Listen, it's the NHL. There's talent everywhere, and you've got to win the games on your schedule, and that's what the Sharks are doing. You combine that with Tuesday night was a win over Edmonton, the best team in the division up to the po- up to the year at that point in the division. These are just big wins for the Sharks, and it's overall what we expected them to be. Now, listen, a six-game win streak, you, you're winning them all actively. I don't expect that to happen all throughout the year. I think there are going to be more nights like that game against Winnipeg where the Sharks can perform better than the opposition, where the Sharks can do everything it takes to win, but they can still come out on the wrong side of a game. That's just how professional sports work sometimes. That's just what it means to be in the midst of an 82-game regular season. You're going to do everything right, and sometimes when you do everything right, you can still end up with the wrong result. And that will happen again this year, even though there is a chance the San Jose Sharks may never lose again. I think they will. They might not. I think they will. But for the time being, the Sharks are doing enough to win these games, and they're getting better. And I think that's what I keep on coming back to is this team has always had the talent. This team has always had the ability. It took them a little bit of time to get going. But when they were mired in, you know, just losing streaks or just losing most of their games, you looked at this and said, this does not pass the eye test. Because you watch the talent out there on the ice. You watch what this team has done previously. You know what they're capable of. And the two sides of the equation, they were not finding each other. It didn't make any sense. There was no, uh, it wasn't equal. (laughs) You know, it didn't make any sense in terms of what you were watching on the ice, in terms of what you were getting from key players and what you were finding yourselves at the end of the night. It was just not a good start to the year for the San Jose Sharks. There were a multitude of factors involved there, but listen, my point now is that it seems to be that they've put that behind them. Not that there won't be other losing streaks during the year. I'm sure there will, but they're looking like the team we expected them to be, and they're finding ways to win games in which things don't go perfectly. And Martin Jones is coming up bigger in games, and he's having more consistent start-to-finish performances. The Sharks, in this six-game win streak, they have scored first in four of the six games. That goes a long way in helping you win, because then you're not chasing the game. You're not trying to play hero hockey. You're not trying to find other guys to step up in big moments with guys clenching and pressing and doing whatever it takes to get yourself back into a game. The Sharks are controlling the game, and the Sharks are controlling games because they have such high-level ability that they should be controlling these games. They should be the team that dictates the pace, the type of play, the possession. They should lead in shots on goal. They might not always. These things might not always happen. But this is the relative level of expectation we have with the San Jose Sharks. And they're finding ways to get it done, which I view ultimately as a positive, even if it's not always in the perfect game. But you're watching the Sharks play better hockey across the board. When you do that, even if the five-on-five is not perfect as of yet, it's trending in the right directions. Combined with a power play that is very, very good and the best penalty kill in the league, you're going to win a lot of games. And I don't think that's some great hot take I have. I think that's, if you're a good special teams team, you're going to win. If you're 
perceivably good on five on five, better than you should be, you're going to win. But the Sharks are winning in spite of not being perfect, and that's because they have a good coach, they have a good staff, and they have a high level of talent out there on the ice, and that is going to win games. Now, you need to refine these things. You need to get five-on-five playing the way that you think it's capable of. You need to get this right before the playoffs. There is a long time before the playoffs are going to be around. I know that some of you might be thinking, hey, Ted, you're getting ahead of yourself. This team is back to 500. Well, yeah, they're back to 500 because they're playing like the team we all thought they were capable of being. And we heard Eric Carlson say this a week ago. They're finally starting to look like the team that they think they were going to be or they thought they were going to be. You're finally starting to see everybody round into form. You know, even Timo Meyer, who's had a slow start to the season, he's looking more and more better. He's looking more comfortable out there on the ice. Tomas Hurdle, oh, I think we were all worried sick about the knee, but he's looking fine after that. I thought that he looked, you know, a little bit tentative at times on Saturday night, but overall, I thought he still played his best game. He can't score two goals every night, but I still thought that he looked like just a, a dynamite game changer. And I think that's the thing is you're looking at Evander Kane, who is, you know, he'll calm down and he is calming down a little bit right now, but Evander Kane has the ability to change a game. Logan Couture has the ability to change a game. Eric Carlson can change a game. Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, Jumbo, Kevin LeBanc. I mean, you go down the list, you talk about these guys, they all have the ability to change a game. And I think there's an interesting dynamic when we're talking about the Sharks right now, and there's a, a talk of lack of depth at the forward position. And I, I understand why that take is there, but I also think that it's something that's coming more and more... Um, to an end, honestly, because Logan, Hurdle, Kane, Timo, Jumbo, Marlowe, I mean, these guys are all top-level players who can score goals nearly at will. And you get Barclay Goodrow playing the way he's capable of, Dylan Gambrell, Marcus Sorensen. I mean, you go down the list. There's so many guys on this team who can contribute on the offensive end night after night after night. And I think that we've seen Pete DeBoer switch with the lines and make some changes and trying to get things playing at a high level. You're watching these guys learn and grow as the season goes on. Listen, Vegas jumped out of the gates, and they were red hot for the first couple weeks of the season. They were the best team in the NHL, and suddenly they were in the midst of a five-game losing streak that came to an end with a win last night. Does that mean that Vegas has suddenly gone from being one of the best teams in the league to one of the worst? Does this mean that the Sharks, in the midst of their tr- struggles at the beginning of the year, that they went from being potentially a front runner to one of the worst teams in the league? No. What this means is that we're in the midst of a months-long journey from October to hopefully June in which the team gets better and better and better and better. And there are going to be injuries along the way. There are going to be struggles along the, along the way. There are going to be high points. There are going to be low points, and we've watched the Sharks navigate their way through hopefully the lowest point of the year, which was the slow start, and put themselves in a high-quality position where they can climb up the standings, they can give themselves some breathing room, and they don't have to worry every single night like the season is on the line. And I think that you're seeing a little bit more of that looseness. The game against Winnipeg is one that I'll come back to time and time again this year, where they did everything right and they lost. And then it was followed up by the just uh, the worst effort of the year the following night, two Saturdays ago, uh, or three Saturdays ago now, against Vancouver. That's in the rearview mirror. But you saw it start with that game against Winnipeg where they played Sharks hockey. It didn't equal a win, but it was like a confidence booster, and it was the guys kind of looking at themselves and say, oh, that's right, we're capable of playing that type of game. 
we can dominate, we can put the shots on net, we can do everything right, and we can find a high-level performance from this team. It had to happen. You had to have that night where things were starting to click. It wasn't the immediate turnaround. That happened later, but it was kind of the the point where I think people are going to look back to and say, that was the first night of the year where it looked like Sharks hockey and things started to improve from there after the next light when they got shellacked by Vancouver because that was not a good night. I think we can all agree with that. But if you've looked at what the Sharks have done against these last six opponents, you had, again, Chicago, Minnesota, Nashville, Edmonton, Anaheim, and Detroit. For the most part, the Sharks have played pretty darn well. The game against Minnesota, again, was weird just because they were up 5-1 and 6-2, and then Minnesota had a reaction. That's going to happen at times, especially when you jump out to, I believe, a first-period 4-0 lead. But I look at the game uh, against Edmonton last Tuesday night. Again, the division leaders coming into that game, and the Sharks jumped on them and handled a team with high-level talent and you know some of the best players in the NHL and looked like the better team throughout the entire night. It's not like they won easy by any means, but the Sharks won that game by playing their brand of hockey. They had high-level performances across the board. That, to me, is the best game of the year, especially following the win against Nashville on the Saturday that preceded it. And that, to me, was the one where you said, this is what this team should strive to be. This is what this team is capable of being in the biggest games of the year. And we saw that performance, and that, to me, is one of those building block games like the Winnipeg game where you say to yourself, we've seen it, let's see if they can build momentum. Now, for certain games, they've looked um, all right. You know, Anaheim and Detroit were two of those where I thought that for some of the game, they played really well, and for some of the game, they did not. But you saw, the, the if they win those periods, if you take 40 out of 60 minutes, you're going to win. I mean, that's just what it is. You don't have to win every period in a hockey game, but if you take two out of three, you'll put yourself in a position to win. And the game against Detroit on Saturday night was a bit of a weird one because the Sharks, even though they walked out with a win in the first, or even though they won the first period, I thought they were outplayed a little bit and then deserved more than what they saw in the second and third periods. They go into overtime once again. They get on the kill in uh, overtime, which just made everybody pucker up. And then they get a shootout win, which, by the way, that should be a new theme. Uh, Saturday night shootouts at the tank. When Ted has to be at work the next morning at 5 a.m., be sure to go late. Uh, but, you know, it's it's fun. You know, that's the other thing is that you're watching the guys have a little bit more fun out there because winning is a fantastic deodorant. It doesn't heal all or fix everything, but it is a fantastic deodorant. But let's look big picture. And my whole theme entering the month of November when the Sharks were still not playing their best hockey. They lost the first two of 15 and the first two of 11 at home during the month were losses to Winnipeg and Vancouver. But since then, they've obviously won six in a row, five of which were at home, and five wins consecutively at home means you've won five out of seven at home. And if I told you coming into the middle of the month of November, the Sharks were going to win five of the first seven games at home, you'd be pretty happy. So I think we are pretty happy with where they are right now combined with that road win against Anaheim. They have now won six out of eight in the month. And now they've got big games coming up this week, hosting Edmonton at Vegas. That's going to be a big one. And then back home Saturday night hosting the Islanders. But those first two, Tuesday night, Thursday night, 
Those are huge games that everybody is going to get their blood up for. I think everyone is going to be just uh, just stoked. I mean, we are looking at two big games again this week, and you're coming off of um, a really nice performance uh, against Edmonton last week, which I thought was a really, really good victory for the Sharks, and then you're going to play them again and then go to Vegas again. And you compare yourself against the best. Now you can say, well, Ted, you know, until last night when Vegas snapped their losing streak, they were tied with us in Portland. I don't care. Vegas, we all know what they're capable of. We all know exactly what they can be, what they can do, and why we should all fear them. So we have to respect them, and we have to look at that game as being one of the biggest games of the year. These next two. Huge, huge test for the San Jose Sharks because it's one thing when you're streaking, but my whole thing has been win two out of three, win three out of five, win six out of nine, whatever it's going to take long term. Don't just get lost in win streaks. View the mini, the micro, as it were. Can you take two out of three? Can you take four out of six? That type of mentality. And so the Sharks, yes, they are streaking right now, but they are bound to cool down. Even though, like I said, it's possible they might never lose again. But they are bound to cool down. But can they keep it from happening against the Oilers? Can they keep it happening in Vegas? Then you're back home. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the real test for the Sharks right now. There's a lot ahead of them. And right now, we want to see them continually win, obviously. But the challenges are coming, and they're coming hot and heavy. And these next two games are the two biggest of the year up to this point. Because Edmonton's going to want revenge, and Vegas, they are still the test in the division and in the Western Conference. Um, you know, obviously, I might have to see what some of these other teams are later in the year, like Edmonton, like Arizona. I mean, these are, it's the start of the season. I mean, I know that we are, quote-unquote, a quarter of the way through, but it's the middle of November. Are these same teams that are going to be at the top of the division now, are they going to be there in January or they're going to be there in March. That's what we're waiting to see. And even though we are a quarter of the way through, this is the start. If you're winning the race a quarter way through, you've put yourself in a good position, but you have still got a lot of race left in front of you. You still have a lot of hockey season in front of you, and there is a lot that can happen between now and when the regular season comes to an end. Again, the Sharks put themselves in a hole early. They have been climbing out of it. They've gotten back to 500. But there is a lot that can happen. Just as conversely, Vegas jumped out the gate in the midst of a losing streak. They finally rectify things last night for one game. What happens next for them? What happens next for the Sharks? What happens next for Edmonton? What happens next for Arizona? You go down the list. We are very, very much in the early part of the story that is the 2019-2020 season. All right, enough of me. You know who had an awesome night on Saturday night after maybe um, needing a little bit of uh, a push in the right direction was Kevin LeBanc. Far side of the ice now cleared out. Schimek knocks one down and heads off on the change. Here's LeBanc gearing to his left. Across the line to the left circle. Shoots one. Save made. Rebound poked at, but not all of it. They score. Evander Kane poked at that puck. He didn't get all of it, but the puck skittered free, and the Sharks bang it home. Kevin LeBanc is in front of the net, might actually get credit for that. He walked to the left circle. It was knocked down. Just getting a little piece of it there was Logan Couture, actually. And then LeBanc had the stick down. It's one nothing Sharks. Uh, you know, we, I've talked to him a little bit about that, about getting more pucks to the net. But he was just on it tonight. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, 
waiting for a bounce or cheating for it. He was he was making it happen. So uh, that was one of his best games in a long time. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it, it feels awesome, but, I mean, it doesn't stop there. We just got to make sure that uh, we keep this momentum going. I mean, we had a little bit of a slow start, so it doesn't stop here. It just uh, keeps going. All right, I am sitting here with Kevin LeBanc after the sixth straight win for the Sharks and another Saturday night shootout win. Is that just going to be a theme for the season now? We just go late on Saturday nights? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like it was a pretty wild game. They came back, uh, but I mean, I thought we played a good game. I mean, first 20 minutes, they were uh, all over us. They, they had more speed and uh, they just uh, had more push. Uh, push on us but second and third period and even overtime uh, I think uh, the game was balanced and uh, we did our job they're a good skilled young team and uh, I mean uh, they might not be doing well in the standings but they're a dangerous team and uh, it was a great job by Joner too I mean he had an excellent game and he just uh, he won us that game yeah let's talk a little bit more about Martin Jones because you know he has been stepping it up he seems like he's really kind of settled in from my point of view I see him his vision is a little bit better than it was in the first few games of the year and I don't know if that was just because of the way the you know the offense was coming at him or the way the defense was setting up but it seems like he's seeing the puck in better it seems like he's getting more aggressive do you guys feed off of that like a little bit when he comes out of the crease a little bit do you guys play off of that you say okay he's feeling good that means we're doing the right thing Oh, we love it. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if uh, if he's making saves and just uh, there was this one uh, play in the second period. It was off the power play. It was a shot on net, and uh, puck was laying up right out in front. And uh, one of the Detroit uh, players, they uh, they batted it, and he just got it with his pads. And mm-hmm. you know, plays like that that just gets us going, and it just it's such a momentum booster for us and for the fans too. Like, I mean, everybody just gets so pumped from it, and. Uh, it really does make a difference. Everybody's a lot more energetic. Everybody brings that more push. If if he's making those kinds of saves, we got to make sure that we're we're doing a lot of stuff for him, like blocking shots and yeah. uh, uh, making good plays in the ozone and uh, taking it to them. Yeah, and it was nice to see, and especially with Jones, it felt like earlier in the year he wasn't getting get rewarded. I go back to the big save he made against the Wild um, in the 6-5 game where you guys are holding on. You don't have a great third period, but it feels like the breaks in that game went your way. You've been able to make the breaks go your way, and that's a big part of getting the six-game win streak now and the team starting to play better. How, how frustrating was it when you felt like you did the right thing, like in that loss to Winnipeg a couple Fridays ago, but you came out on the wrong end of it? Uh, it's... Uh it, it hurts. I mean, uh, everybody feels it. Everybody uh, knows that it's just one of those games where we outplayed them, we outchanced them, we did everything right. But they're, in the end, uh, I think uh, Hellebach, he, he played an unbelievable game, and uh, he, he stole the game for them. And, I mean, uh, seeing Warren Jones taking games like that from us, mm-hmm. uh, he'll it's unbelievable just taking games and getting two points. It's such a momentum booster for us, and uh, I mean, uh, it stinks when you're on the other end of it, but at the same time, you still feel good about your game. Yeah. In terms of, you know, what you guys have been able to do and what you've been able to do, you know, every year that you've been in the NHL playing for the Sharks, you're getting better and better. You're putting up more points year after year. Um, you're on pace to have uh, more points this year uh, than you did last year. Some people have classified your deal as a prove-it deal. How, how do you view that? Do you even pay that much attention to the numbers, or are you just trying to go out there and, you know, be the best hockey player you can be? I, uh, you know, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, uh 
right now, I don't think we have – I the team has time for me to think about that. I'm on the top line, and uh, i got to bring it every game. It's uh, I can't think about my own uh, – like contract or the future, whatever yeah. the future holds. I mean, uh, we're in a tight race here, and we want to make playoffs. And if uh, I have that mindset throughout the whole season, I know things will uh, work itself out, yeah. and that's where uh, things will uh, pan out for myself and for the team because we want to win a cup here. Yeah. And uh, that's been the the slogan for us uh, ever since I've been here. We want to make playoffs. We want to win the cup. So, And in order to do that, you – you can't be worrying about stuff like that. Uh, it's a contract year, but you you just got to go out, give it your all, and uh, all the contract stuff will take care of itself. Did you feel more pressure coming into this year, though, because people talked about you and Tomas and Timo in particular. With the departure of Pavelski, they said the three of you were going to have to continue your ascent in terms of where you were as players, or you know, are you just saying, hey, that's going to happen naturally if I do what I'm capable of? Yeah, there's there's a little bit of pressure, but I mean... The leaders that I've had here, it's just, it's the best in the National Hockey League. I mean, you have guys like Jumbo, Patty, Bernsey, Eric Carlson, and uh, Pavelski. Like, those guys, like, they uh, handle some handle themselves uh, like professionals every day in and out of the rink. So, I mean, uh, to learn everything that I did from them, it's just so beneficial for my uh, development and for a year like this, you know. Yeah. It makes me uh, uh, feel a lot more comfortable because it's not like I'm going into a situation where I haven't seen it before. You know, I've seen it and I've learned from uh, other players how they uh, how they are in situations like this. So uh, it's I think right now we're on a really good roll, and it's just we got to make sure that we're keeping this uh, momentum for ourselves for the whole season, and that we make sure that. We just keep the this thing rolling for ourselves, and this is our identity. This is Sharks Hockey. You know, it's interesting you brought up the fact that, you know, you view the culture here as every year. It's like you're trying to win a cup. How aware of you were that coming from the East Coast? And I just, I don't know, you know, what the view of the Sharks culture is um, on the other side of the country. I'll put it that uh, way. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know too much. When I got drafted <laughs> here, I, I, I didn't know uh, much about the culture or how big hockey was but i mean this is a hockey town i mean uh every night uh it's sold out and uh the fans there are just so passionate here and i mean the fans they they want to win here too so uh we want to give them what they want and uh we want it for ourselves as well so i uh i think that uh having that type of pressure is good mm-hmm. because uh it shows that we want to win every game and uh we want to perform every game and um, give ourselves the best opportunity to win a cup. And you obviously had a nice night tonight. I'm curious, you got that goal, but people are going to be talking more about your pass to set up Carlson. Does that make you more happy than the actual scoring of the goal? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, just winning the game. I, I mean, I'm so happy and relieved. But uh, it's uh, that was a really that was just a great overall play. I mean, we were just generating so many chances that whole power play and. Uh, to score a goal like that it's just huge yeah. for us and uh, I remember uh, last game I believe or a couple games ago I I gave him a pass like that and kind of he was completely faked out by it so <laughs> he was like 
never again, banker. I'm never getting picked out ever again. So, <laughs> so he was ready for that one. <laughs> have you have you seen the replay of it yet, though? Uh, I, I no, I haven't. It's pretty sick. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it? pretty sick. Like immediately, my phone blew up. I was like, yeah, that's gonna be on the highlight reel. <laughs> I yeah, I haven't looked at it. I mean, I was just kind of reading, reacting to the play. So. It was uh, whatever they gave me on the power play, and that was a huge uh, goal for us uh, yeah. at the time of the game. Yeah, no big response. But obviously you want to go uh, enjoy your Saturday night, man, so I will let you go. But I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, and we'll do it again soon. Yeah, thank you. Kevin LeBanc, everyone. I had a fun time talking with him, and he was pretty fired up after the uh, the three-point night for him with a goal and two assists and the game winner in the shootout. Uh, just a big night for him, and it's nice to see the success coming for him because he's a big part of of what the Sharks want to do this year. And I talked to him about that in the interview, the fact that these guys have a lot of pressure on them, him and Hurdle and Timo in particular. People are looking at them. They expect them to take a big step forward once again. And I think for LeBanc, he's the one that you have this high ceiling and he's climbing to reach those expectations. And the thing I like about LeBanc is that I feel like he doesn't make the same mistake twice. You can see his game really progressively grow in front of you. With Timo Meyer. He just had certain moments last year where he would go just out of this world, atmospheric. I mean, he would just get red hot, um, and you would see those moments. He would just kind of erupt and go off. But with Kevin LeBanc, you're watching more of a slow climb. Now, entering Saturday night's game, he was on pace for about the same number of points that he had last year, but now he's ahead of that, of course. And I think you're just going to see you know, more and more and more from Kevin LeBanc. You're watching the development of this player. You're watching him get better in a game-to-game basis, and I think that's the the overall idea for the Sharks. You want what you see when April rolls around to be significantly better than what the team was doing in October, which obviously November has been better than October. You want December to be better than November. You want the overall picture for the Sharks to really show itself as one of improvement because, again, a hot start is great. I want the team to be at their best when it matters, and the Sharks were close last year. Injuries obviously played such a huge role in what happened to them, and you don't want to have that uber-physical series in the first round against Vegas like they did this last year in the playoffs, even though it provided one of the greatest moments in franchise history. It obviously took a lot out of them, and when they had to play an incredibly fast, different type of physical series against the Avs, and then they go and they have to take on another big-bodied, hard team like St. Louis. I mean, it was just the ringer got the Sharks, and not to take anything away from St. Louis, but I you know, would like to have seen the Sharks the way they were playing at certain points of the year, take on that St. Louis team, I should say, to look and see just what the Sharks could have been. But obviously, the war of attrition plays a huge factor in the Sharks if they can start to climb up the standings. Getting to 500, that was a huge accomplishment. I'm not trying to diminish that in the slightest, but now it's the next goal. Climb the standings. Get into playoff position. Get into a better place overall. You want to start climbing up the Pacific Division. Right now, the Sharks are in seventh place in the Pacific. They have 10 wins, 10 losses, one overtime loss, 21 points. However, they're three points away from Vancouver, who is in third in the division. So things can change rather rapidly, and that's going to be hard, though, because like we said, the Sharks have two huge games this week against Edmonton and against Las Vegas. So for the Sharks, this is their opportunity. They've gotten back to 500. They have dug out of the hole that they were in to start the year, but now now that they've put themselves in a better position, can they capitalize? I think they can beat Edmonton. 
going into Las Vegas and beating Las Vegas, that's always a tough task. But Las Vegas has not been as good as they were, and so the Sharks will have their opportunity. And the Sharks, I'm sure, after getting spanked in the first two games of the year when they were clearly not what they are now, they want this opportunity to go back into Vegas and say, hey, you got us when the season was first starting. We, we, we were not playing nearly as good hockey as we were now. Let's see where we are now. Let's see where the chips will fall now that we've had some time to play, now that we're starting to get used to each other, now that we're playing a game that's more comparable to what we all expect of ourselves. And here's the deal. If the Sharks lose that game, you can look at it two ways. You can say, if we compare ourselves to Las Vegas right now, we're 0-3 against them on the season, we're just not as good. And you can overreact to it in that way. Or you can overreact to it in a different way. And you can say, hey, we beat Vegas. Again, these are all potential realities after uh, Thursday night. You can say you beat Vegas. And yes, that means that we are back right where we want to be. But neither of those are going to be true. These are all individually important tests. They're all small tests that you have to pass along the way. That said, if the Sharks can beat Edmonton and Las Vegas home and away in these next two games, then you're looking at just huge wins that you should react positively to, but you don't want to overreact to. For me, let's beat Edmonton. Let's take care of the one that's at home. If you beat Vegas on the road, and at that point you'll have won eight in a row, that's just that's the sprinkles on top of the Sunday. But first, take care of business against Edmonton. That is more of in your control. That is in your house. That is once again a team that you had handily defeated the other night. You're up big on them after two periods, and then you kind of put it on cruise control, but you beat them handily. Do that again, because that's another team. They're going to be wanting revenge on you. If you can handle the emotional pressure they bring out to start that game, and you can go on to beat them for a second straight time, you're going to feel pretty good about yourselves. And you're going to feel pretty good about yourself going into a huge game on Thursday night against Las Vegas. So we've got a big week to look forward to, everyone. A lot of fun stuff coming out of the Sharks' land right now with six straight wins. Again, they might never lose again. They probably will, but for right now, we're riding high on a six-game win streak. Things are a lot more fun than they were in the month of October And we just get to see if the Sharks can continue to play the brand of hockey that we all know they're capable of being. It took a bit, but it's all trending in the right direction. All right, a big thanks to Kevin LeBanc for sitting down with me after Saturday night's win. A big thanks for those of you in the Sharks world who are tuning into this podcast. I love bringing you all this Sharks talk and bringing you the latest and greatest and everything that's going on in the land of Teal. And of course, to the San Jose Sharks for making this podcast a reality. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off.